Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and today I am here with Janet Miller. But before I introduce Janet, I'd like to remind you of an invitation that I extended to you uh, several times over the past few months to come and join me on Tuesday evenings. Uh, we are doing Sacred Living Labs, and you know, I've been getting questions from people about, oh, well, what goes on? You know, is this appropriate for me? I feel like everybody there would know way more than I do, and who is this really for? And so I will answer that question. Um, this is appropriate to anyone who is seeking to expand from where they're at in the current moment. Uh, there's always something more for us to experience and to live into. And this lab is a place to experiment in growing in different directions. So I would encourage you to not be shy about showing up because as much as there are people in the room, it's like, oh, well, they've been readers for a long time. Yeah, well, maybe they've been reading for a long time, but they are not as familiar with the healing modalities. Or perhaps there's a different mode of reading that they're exploring. And so in that way, they are also a beginner along with you. So I would encourage you not to be intimidated and to give yourself permission to explore with us on Tuesday evenings. We start at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. It's $10 to join in. And you can register at bit.ly slash spirittalks1. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash S-P-I-R-I-T-T-A-L-K-S numeric one and i look forward to seeing you there on tuesday evenings and our guest today yay is uh, janet miller she is a divine light activator who has been on the eternal journey of owning her own life for at least the past 20 years in this lifetime <laughs> having come full circle as a divine light activator assisting and supporting the current wave of awakening souls, stepping out into this 3D matrix and onto the 4D and 5D bridge to higher consciousness. These awakened souls have been propelled onto a path of self-love, and Janet provides a community of support through her mastermind group called the Divine Light Accelerators. She is also the host of the Own Your Divine Light show and features experts from all over the world sharing their particular roads and paths to enlightenment, creating freedom to be the authentic people each of us is intended to be. And as an energy conduit, she supports people through energy ses sessions, chakra work, and other energy modalities. As a sole purpose oracle reader, she also assists others in understanding the creation codes of their unique birth name. Janet is also the co-author of Women Let's Rise, which is launching in October 2020. Welcome, Janet. I'm so happy to have you here with me. Oh, thank you, Sophia. What an honor. And I'm so excited to be here today. And I will just share with our, our listeners, they don't know this, but I'm going to put it out there. We had intended to record this interview like three weeks ago, but we got so excited about sharing our experiences, reading people's birth names and, and the different ways we come at it that we actually spent all the time we'd set aside for the interview talking shop. <laughs> I know. It was an incredible moment. I mean, I was, it was the first experience I've ever been through like that, but it was so great because I learned so much. We were sharing so much with each other and it was so powerful. So, you know, I, I was grateful for the moment because it was meant to be for both of us. And yes. it was such a great time. It so, was. We had such a blast. And it was fun. <laughs> so today we're getting down to business. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your early life. What was it like before you'd really dialed into the fact that you are a little tiny piece of divinity here playing separateness? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. The first thing that's coming to mind now is that when I was four years old, I remember coming into my body. I just remember coming into consciousness and um, 
before that I wasn't, I was, I was blocked. And um, I just remember standing at a fence with my mother. She was talking to a neighbor and all of a sudden it was like consciousness just came in and I'm like, Oh, here I am. And well, I, I still remember that to this day. And it's like, wow, what was that all about? You know, and I didn't understand it at the time, but I knew that, um, I was finally in a body, my body, and I was conscious that I was in this body. And so... Um, and you know, committed that, to the body. I think committed. up to a certain point, we're not completely committed. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. And I know I didn't really want to come in because before that, things weren't so great. And I found that out way later in my life, what happened before that caused me not to come in. So um, it was interesting to um, come in and just realize, well, why, where was I? What was I doing? Well, I was out in the ethers. I did not want to come back into this earthly body yeah. because it wasn't safe. It wasn't safe to be here for me. Yeah. And um, so that was a powerful journey. I mean, you know, what can I say? I grew up in a dysfunctionally alcoholic family. So, you know, many of us do, right? Yeah, so, exactly. I was going to say, welcome, has, welcome to my world. <laughs> right. Nobody's family is ever perfect. I mean, you know, I grew up in the era when it was these, you know, really old shows. I mean, the Nelsons and, you know, crazy stuff, really old, but probably half the listeners don't even know what those are. But, um, you know, these were these were things that look like the perfect family, and yet I never saw that in my house. Yeah, exactly. Ever. Well, 1950s television, you know, you had yeah, the, the housewives so wearing their pearls, running their vacuums, and, and everybody's like, hello, daddy's home, welcome, you know, it's all love and light and bubbles. It was yeah. the Stepford Wives. You know, remember that movie, The Stepford Wives? Yes. Robots. I mean, women were kind of like robots. They were supposed to be perfect. They were supposed to be the epitome of all that men expected. And we, didn't, we, we really didn't know who we really were, I don't think. And we well, weren't allowed yeah, and to. We weren't that far out of, um, like, receiving the vote and starting to step onto that this equal so footing true. thing. We sound, yeah, this is yeah. so true. People don't understand. I that mean, we, we were objects before that. It's like you Absolutely. you owned your wife. When you got married, you acquired a woman and all of her property. Yeah, and we've lived yeah. through all that. So we've grown through all of these shifts and changes that, you know, we women have grown through. I mean, our, in our eras. I mean, we really have shifted and changed. So. Uh, so my journey continued, you know, I, I vowed I would not, you know, be following the road of my dad. And I did. I did follow it. So yeah. at 14, I took my first drink. And then, of course, you know, I was always, you know, escaping. I was just numbing the feelings because it was such so much trauma growing up, trying to, you know, help my mom and all the stuff that you go through when you're in that kind of situation. It was just unsafe all the time. So um, I, um, I just finally decided to leave. So at 19, I left. I just left home because I knew it was time to, I had to save myself. I just knew that I couldn't save my mom. She wasn't willing. So I left. And my dad actually did stop drinking at, uh, I was about 10 when he did, but he was never sober. He was never, you know, he was, he just was dry. It's the age of dry. Yes, so I, when I, exactly. You know, he was a dry alcoholic. And that's exactly. what my mother is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad because I, I, I finally did go into program. So, you know, it worked for me. But it was like amazing how, um, you know, just just my journey to get there was huge. It was huge because, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of learning about self-love because yeah. I had none. I had none. And I had a lot of shame. And I had I was living. I wanted to be invisible. I did not want people to notice me because then I, I had all this hurt and all this stuff going on. So it was really it was a difficult time. And, you know, I was always a very sensitive soul. I remember reading a lot of books when I was a kid. I would escape through the um, the stories of the gods and the goddesses from mm -hmm. all over the world. You know, I we had a we had what we called a bookmobile. It was a, a bus that came into the schoolyard, and you'd jump yeah. on there and grab your books. While everyone was grabbing all these other books, I always went straight for the fairy tales and straight for the gods and goddesses, and I would bring every single one of them because no one else was going there except me. Yeah, so you might as well just check them all out. <laughs> oh, I love that because I could escape with that, and and I identify with these people. I'm like. What is it that I'm so, you know, enthralled with these people? But, you know, I was learning that we, there could be more to us than we knew. 
But yes. I was sort of like getting that instilled in me at that time, but I didn't see it. But I, but it did. It planted the seeds that there's so much more that we. I, I want to. I want to rewind a little bit because yeah. you, you kind of slipped in, and I, I got engaged in the program. Now the program. Uh, I will let you share exactly what the program is. Um. What do you mean by the, you mean the program? Well, the program. I oh, assume you mean it's like a form a of like AA oh, it's or a twelve yes, step. Absolutely. Twelve step. Yeah. Twelve steps. Absolutely. I've done Al- Alcoholics Anonymous. Absolutely, it was amazing for me. It was. It changed my life. I have to yeah. say, it got me to where I am. So, you know, it changed my life. And I did many programs. I mean, besides that, I did Adult Children of Alcoholics. I did um, Al Anon. Mm-hmm. I did Debtors Anonymous. I mean, I did them all. I did I did five or six of them because everyone had a facet of me that I needed to look at and mm-hmm. to say, well, what's going on here that I can't seem to get yeah. through this? So it was so, I was learning about myself because I never had time to do that before. I was so busy surviving that I didn't know. And, and so it was wonderful to have the 12-step groups because they were really loving and I love that. They're loving, they're generous, I mean, nothing's perfect, but, you know, everybody there was like family to me. As soon as I walked in the door, it was, I knew I belonged. I'm like, oh my gosh, these people are telling a story that I know that story very well. Yeah. And I had never been with anybody that could tell the story of my, my life. And I heard it all in those rooms. So I knew I belonged there. I finally found people that were like-minded and knew what I had gone through. They've been going through it and it helped me feel part of because I never felt part of the world, the community, nothing. I was always sort of separate. So, um, and I always made myself separate because I didn't want to share my pain with these people because I didn't know how to share it. I was ashamed yeah. of it, you know. Exactly. Well, and when you're raised in the 50s and the 60s, you're raised with this idea that, well, everybody else had a normal childhood. <laughs> You think so? I know. With, without uh, really letting on that the normal childhood is actually quite dysfunctional. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, I remember one of my girlfriends saying, she told me this about 20 years ago when we had met uh, after a long time not seeing each other. She was one of my closest friends. She goes, you know, I used to look at your parent, your family when you went to Easter Sunday Mass and you were also perfectly dressed matching coats and the perfect bonnet. I mean, that was in the days when everyone got dressed up for Easter and we had the Easter shoes and the mm-hmm. dresses and the bonnets and the, and the coats. And my mother went all out. She went all out. And we all, my, my sister, me and her were all matching. You know, we all matched sometimes. It was like insane, but it was looking so perfect and it was masking the truth of what was so imperfect, yeah. you know. Absolutely. It was interesting. Yeah. So I learned about masks very early in life. <laughs> yeah. I, I occasionally have noticed recently talking to friends, talking to clients, potential clients, people like that, you know, occasionally you run into somebody who you, you get this hit. It's like, you know, you could probably benefit from engaging in a 12-step program and okay. engaging with that community. And the pushback that I've been getting recently around that is, well, I don't want to take on that label. I don't want to put myself in that box. What, what do you say to somebody who's... I, I laugh. I laugh at it because, you know, you're so willing to go out there and be drunk and look ridiculous in your life and, and make a fool of yourself in so many ways, but yet you don't want to admit that you needed help to get sober and to become who you're meant to be in the world that may give, brings them more shame to have people see them in the rooms which I, I, my dad was the same way he wouldn't go he wouldn't go he said no that's for weak people haha <laughs> no it's the opposite the strongest for people super show up strong people <laughs> yes and you learn about yourself because you're willing to face yourself you're willing to see who you really are and why why has this affected you this way? What is it about me that I, how did I attract this into my life? Well, you know, how do I get through this? I mean, really, it just helps us learn how to get through this. And it's so powerful. I have to say the steps, the 12 steps are so important to do. And you learn to forgive yourself. It's so powerful because you learn yeah, to forgive which yourself. is actually one of the hardest things to do in this mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And to let go of the shame. Yeah. There's so much shame involved. And then the blame. There's a lot of blame. We're always blaming out there. But yet, you know, we also chose to walk down that path 
because it was easier because it's what we knew and it was familiar in a way but yet it was also very soothing it medicated you it medicated me exactly it insulates you from the pain that you would otherwise have to step into and own and process through which is something we're not taught to do yeah and it was so powerful for me and i would say to my mom i mean my dad was dry for the rest of his life he was dry he did not drink again but i mean he was still not mentally sober and emotionally clear. He was without all the guilt and shame. It just riddled, riddled with it. So it was hard to watch because they still weren't happy. They yeah. still weren't that happy. I mean, it was better, but it wasn't great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my mom, I'd say, well, why don't you go to Alana? And she'd go, you know. I said, you know, they'll refund you your misery, mom. <laughs> I love that line. And on that line, I'm going to take us to break. And I would like to invite you, those who are listening to us, you, our beautiful listeners, um, to spend some time with yourself and look at the places where you've been numbing. Because we all have different strategies we use to numb ourselves when life gets difficult. And it's all right to do a small amount of that. It helps us to get through the day. It allows us to break the pain down into like bite-sized pieces. Uh, But it becomes a problem when that's all you do. So I would invite you to take a look at how you are approaching your life. Where are you numbing out? Where are you getting sucked into endless video games, TV, couch potato, numbing, uh, actual substance use, uh, working yourself to the bone. These are all ways that we use to hide from our pain and to not address what needs to be addressed and process it through. So I'd like to invite you to spend a little time and just look, take a peek. You don't even have to do anything with it today. Just look and see if maybe there might be something. And hang with us through the break. We will be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I'm here with Janet Miller. And before we left on break, we were discussing that, or going deep into how the 12-step programs have helped you uh, in your process. So what actually sent you down the path of like looking for your own divine light, which is kind of even a higher level of self-examination? Yeah, well, actually, actually, once I got through the 12 steps and I was sober after about 10 years, I mean, I was a nurse, so I had always wanted to be in the service of helping people. So as a practical nurse, like the job, but I, I mean, I love working with people. So I knew that was like a really good level for me, but it wasn't all I wanted in my life. I knew it wasn't it yet. 
Yeah. And then I was introduced to Reiki and someone, I had a headache and someone said, oh, sit down here, let me do some this on you. And I'm like, what is this? And all of a sudden this energy just enveloped me and I was like, whoa, this is amazing. What is this? And she said Reiki and I'm like, ooh, I have to learn about this. Yeah, I need to know so, more about this. this right. Is I was like, this is, this is something I need to tap into here. So I immediately started training and became, you know, Reiki one, two, three, became a master Reiki uh, in the in the Reiki world. And that was a great door opener for me because it was the first time I ever kind of saw my guide. Like I saw her eyes. It was just right in front of my I was like, whoa, there she is. Look That's at so that. Neat. And I, I didn't know I could do that, you know, and it was just, it was incredible. And um, feeling energy was so powerful. And to understand that it works with different levels of our being. I mean, it's the emotional, the mental, the physical, the spiritual. I mean, that's what I wanted to do with my life. I had always wanted to help people at a very different level. And here it was. I at, a, at this amazingly it. profound level, yes. Yeah, and it, and it seems so gentle and loving. It wasn't just slamming into you and saying, oh, this is something, you know, that's going to shake you up and get it out of you. We're going to snap you out of this. Right. No. It yeah. wasn't like that. It was so beautiful. And I was sitting in that energy of this peaceful bliss. And I thought, I have not had this peace since I've been a child, really. Yeah, like really ever. Yeah. <laughs> right. When you're that innocent soul that you don't, you know, you have no responsibility and you just, you know, you're still coming in here to figure out what this all about. And um, it was so wonderful. So then I knew I had to do more. So it wasn't just enough to be a Reiki teacher, a Reiki person. I had to go on and well, do... Can, can I pause you for a second? Yeah. I just want to interject in here because so many of us, when we're still in our muggle mind, if you will, <laughs> listen to stories Love like that. this and they go, oh, well, she's special. Oh, no. Nobody's and, special. And I just want to throw in here, we're all wired to do this absolutely absolutely every yeah. single one of us can do this work and i always told that to my clients i always say you can do this too but people weren't ready to be responsible for that it was still too soon and i i had to just learn that myself i had to be responsible for me mm -hmm. to heal myself i mean you do it ultimately it's our choice to, yeah. to heal ourselves and to go down that path and i had never been and, and to choose whether you heal or not you know, yeah. I, How far I was are you talking to someone recently and they, they had gone to some sort of a, a conference or whatever and, you know, write down a bunch of stuff and let it go. And they decided, you know what, I am going to keep a couple of these. And you know what, that's just fine. Uh -huh. yeah. But the empowerment comes in the fact that you've decided whether to keep it or whether to get rid of it. Mm, and that's, that's where the beautiful. healing is. It, it's not really. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You get to see all the sides of you. Like we always talk about the shadow and the light, you know, because we get to see the shadow side of ourselves, which we, it's not easy to look at. And, nope. and that's why I could let go of the shame finally. I mean, it was like the most wonderful experience when I could let go of shame. Oh my and gosh, yeah. It's just so freeing. It's the most freeing thing in the world. And the and guilt, a lot of the guilt of I didn't want to bring that to my family or my children. I had lived through it. I didn't want to bring it to them. So to be able to break that cycle. I mean, it, and it's, you know, you're not perfect because my kids were still young when I broke it. But yet I, they grew up while I was still healing myself. So, you know, you're not perfect when you're doing that. There's things that come through. And, you know, you make mistakes, like your own parents made mistakes. And that's what I learned to forgive about myself and my parents. I learned to say, this is all they knew at the time. Yes, this they is did all the they best they could with what they knew. Right. And, yep. and, you know, it took me a long time to see that. I, I had a lot of anger and it took a long time. It really did. And I finally kept saying, am I ever going to get rid of this anger? And then finally, I understood that sentence is, this is all they knew. And when that hit home... I don't know where I got it. I don't remember when it came through, but it was like, oh my gosh, now I can keep going forward because it's not about them anymore. It's just about me to take care of me, to heal myself fully. I've, you know, you know let them go as far as I don't have to drag that behind me anymore. So um, owning your divine light was so important. So um, 
you know, opening up my spiritual practice was really wonderful. People were getting so much from it. And you always find when you're in a spiritual practice that as soon as you have this um, learning about yourself, it's like the, the next, the people right behind you are coming in to learn from you about what did you just learn? I found yes. All my clients <laughs> were looking at me going, and they were all people learning what I had just realized. And I'm like, isn't this interesting how it works? Exactly. Well, I was like, how interesting. I, I, I think maybe I'm a little stubborn because how it works for me is they send me people who need what I'm supposed to be working on. And I haven't kind of forced myself to go there yet. It's like, okay, here, we know um, how to make you do this. <laughs> We're going to send you somebody who needs that. You know, that's really good too. That's powerful. Yeah, it really is because you get the mirror. The mirror is there to show you, hey, this is me. And you go, ooh. Oh, oh. that feels familiar. Yes, this hits home right here. Yeah, yeah it's so true. And um, yeah, so I saw that. And that was such a powerful understanding. And then I realized that we were God. I realized that we were God, that we we're part of spirit. Tell me how that realization arrived for you. Because it's, it's easy to say it. I know. But it's then a- there's this moment sometimes yeah. that it's like, Oh my God, we really are. <laughs> Honestly, I know I was reading so many books. I mean, I just would read and read and read and read and read. And I kept reading how we were love and what is love. And love to me is God and source, energy, yeah. universe. I mean, I use God because it's our common term, but it's really source, universe. And I really mean it as the love, the energy of love. So when I realized, you know, how did I realize it? I just remember one day going, oh, we are God because, you know, I was Catholic upbringing, 12 years of Catholic school. So, oh, yeah. And they definitely have you seek oh, yeah. outside yourself. Yes. Go talk to always. a saint. Go talk to Mother yeah. Mary. Go talk to Jesus. Yeah. And you're <laughs> There's sinner. always this intermediary. Yeah. Yep. And you're always a sinner and you're always guilty and you need someone else to help you. Yeah. So I never bought that story, even though I was there. I love the stories, though, of the Bible and, the, and Jesus and all those. Oh, I loved all those parables. I loved all that stuff. But I didn't buy into the truth of this. We were guilty and we were bad people. It's like, really? Why? What did why, I do? Why would God create us to be guilty and bad people? Right, this doesn't right. make sense. Yeah. Exactly. So um, my, I, I just know it just sort of popped one day. And I remember saying it like very bravely to one of my clients going, you know, you're God. And they went like, what? And I said, ooh. So it was like telling the universe, I got it. It was like I had to yeah. say it out loud to somebody besides me in my mind to get that to like be in a foundation for me to see that we were, because we're all one. I mean, we're yeah. all one. And we're, was people still hear that term? I mean, we're saying it all the time now because you look at what's going on in the world and the world has been so affected by what we're going through right now. And, you know, it, and it starts on one side of the world and works its way around, but we've all been affected and you can tell the energy, it's all one. And we're, no matter what we feel, and the, even the anger, whatever it is, but we're all feeling these energetic things going on. And some of us are much more sensitive than others, but yet everyone knows because they're all feeling something. Yeah. Everyone had to go through their period of mourning and, 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 you know, we're going through all these emotions right now. Yeah, Tons adjusting of- to being out of the social contact that we're used to. Some right. of us are introverts and don't miss it quite as much, but some yeah. of us, well, I agree this is that. really, really profound. Very yeah. difficult. because So learning to go in was big for me in that time. Learning to go into myself and to trust what I was getting and to understand that, um, you know, I can learn from myself. It was really a powerful understanding because I never trusted myself until those things started coming through because I was told I was selfish and I was all these things as a kid. So, you know, no matter how much I gave, I was still selfish. So I kept thinking, wow, I, that, I, I can't see where that's true. But, you know, I learned that I wasn't selfish. I was very giving. I was an overgiver. I was someone who couldn't say no. I was always helping, 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 and giving it all away. And in healing work, you learn that. You can give it away, but yet you still have to take care of yourself. Yeah, well, and the other thing I discovered in healing work is energy exchange is important. Absolutely. Because people don't value what they didn't have to in some way earn or Mm. win. That's and 
the best healing outcomes I've found come when someone's had to make some kind of a sacrifice to get it. Now, the most common thing is money, right? because that's how our society is set up, but it, it's not always money. Sometimes it's taking some time away from something else you would have yeah. been doing to make it a priority and to really put yourself in the center of your own focus for a while. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that so much. And I never gave myself that time until I started doing the well, energy work. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, let, let's speak it. Yeah, <laughs> let's speak what I you that. want. I, previously, I rarely gave myself that time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was important to have it. And when going to healing school was so wonderful for me. Because um, my teachers, when I, when I called my teacher, I was supposed to have an interview, but it was so late. She goes, well, I can just tell you, you don't even have to come, Janet. I'm like, what? You don't have to come. And I'm like, what do you mean I don't have to come? She goes, well, you've got it. And I'm like, but I don't know what that is yet. Yeah, if I knew what it was, <laughs> I wouldn't be coming here. <laughs> you can see it, but I don't know what this is. So I went and it was so wonderful because I met 17 like-minded souls. It was like a small group. 16 women and one guy. He was And the that's usually one. the proportions, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so magical because we got to learn so much about ourselves. And yet you were also learning energy, how to help yourself, how to help others. We would do, you know, practice healings on each other. It was, it was like, it was Hogwarts. I was in Hogwarts. It yeah. was like perfect. I mean, I had Hogwarts before we knew Hogwarts. Exactly. It was everything I'd always been looking for, you know, and I was so happy. I was in my joy, total joy in my life. I mean, I could actually say I was in joy. Yeah, uh, it's, it's amazing when you get into groups like that and you're really expanding yourself and you're giving yourself the space to actually do it. I know for myself, I have this tendency to read and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I got that. But until you do it, you don't really have it. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. part of the reason I started the Sacred Living Labs, because so many of us are isolated and we talk about it on Facebook or whatever, but we don't weave it into our lives. And that's where it really comes to life. Yeah. And I, I kind of did that with my mastermind group, the Divine Light Accelerator, because I wanted to bring people some understandings like along this route. And, I, and literally when I set up my 12 months of topics, I had no idea. I was just, I was working it out with my, my assistant and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm just going to, we just, we were just brainstorming and all these amazing titles came up and I do have an expert come on like the second week of the event. And it's been so in tune with what's going on in the world. I was amazed. I mean, I couldn't have made that up. I couldn't. Yeah, have. if you were trying to plan it, it wouldn't have worked out no. that way. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. And so this, this month was the importance of play. And for me, that was, it was so nice to have a lightness, to bring in that lightness because we've all, we've been, you know, there's a lot of heavy energy around us and we really need to bring in that reminder that we're allowed to play and have joy even now, even Absolutely. now we can find it. Absolutely. And, so, and, and you're, you're kind of singing as a preaching to the choir here because, you know, I, I tend to be a serious minded person. My background training was in science and all this kind of stuff. Um, but one of the things that I found as I'm going through my own healing process and working with clients as they're going through theirs is when you get to the deepest, darkest, most despairing, profound pit of blackness in mm -hmm. your existence, mm -hmm. what will move that sucker out is laughter. Absolutely. And it moves it out better than anything else. It's so true. And play, it allows us to try on experiences that we wouldn't have otherwise tried on or that would be too scary to commit to until we've been there a little bit yeah and you're and we're embracing that child again that child yeah. comes out which we forget about our child i mean i know i didn't connect with my inner child we're, we're encouraged to forget about our child <laughs> we are i mean we're so quick to get responsibility and to become an adult and we're always i mean when you're a child you want to be an adult and when you're an adult you want to be a child it's just amazing <laughs> how that works out you know and um so here we are now, you know, embracing our child again. And it's so relaxing. It's so freeing. And it's, and it's like a breath of fresh air that you can say that to yourself and you can do that for yourself. So 
these are the kind of things that help me with my healing process. So bringing these in was just so powerful for me. That is awesome. We are coming up on our next break here. And I would like to encourage all of you out there with us today, get your pen and paper and think about a couple of areas you might want to play with in your mm-hmm. life. Um, play with being different uh, in how you interact with your coworkers. Play with how you uh, approach your communications with other people. Play with the idea that perhaps you could be a different person than you are right now in this moment or that you think you are because we certainly all have that potential within us to become something more different, better, whatever. And... Yeah, just invite some of that possibility in and explore it with joy and curiosity. So make a a little list of maybe areas you want to invite a little more play into your life and hang with us. We'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am back here with Janet Miller. And we're in the last the last stretch of our interview here. And so what I'd like to understand from you, on your growth path, was there a particular belief that you found coming up that, that kept you kind of small and separate? And tell me about finding that and loosening that up. Right. Well, this is, this is how you asked the question earlier. Well, how did you own your divine light, Janet? And, um, I learned to laugh at myself, first of all. In 12-step groups, I learned to laugh at myself. And sometimes I would laugh at inappropriate things that people wouldn't know that you should laugh at. But when you're in those groups, you learn to laugh at inappropriate moments because you're like, oh, my gosh. And you It's just, just to got to move. <laughs> it's true. And it's so perfect. It's so perfect. And um, so I learned that in those 12-step groups, which is so powerful. And then on my journey in healing, I knew doing the healing work with other people, I loved what I was doing, but it wasn't always enough. I needed more. So I started traveling around the world and helping, you know, I was working with a woman. I mean, I wasn't working with her. We were traveling in the group, her group, and we were, you know, clearing energy around the world. And it was wonderful again. And I love that. And I did that for a while. And then I stopped and I had, I said, well, maybe this isn't what I'm meant to do anymore. Hmm. And so I took a break and I didn't do anything for about a year. And I said, oh my gosh, is this what people do when they have no like real, desire or no real focus of where to go and it was so boring and I felt like I wasn't living so Mm -hmm. I I started following a show kind of like this and I was introduced to this woman and she opened all my doors again 
Yay. because I was starting to let him go. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't want to do that because this isn't what I was meant to do. And I knew that, but yet it was, I was wobbly. Yeah, and, and it's um, hard to know where to go sometimes when yes. you're in these transition moments. Yeah, so she got me into this program. And honestly, that's where Own Your Divine Light came from. I was said, I was told, pick out a title, figure out what you want to talk about. And I, the first thing I could think of is, I want to talk about people loving themselves because I learned to love myself. And it took a long time, but I finally can say I love who I am. And own your divine light is what came through as that Ooh. expression of loving who I am and owning my divine light, which is all the parts of me, like we talked about, the shadow and the light. And all the things you've been through that have brought you through this journey, which is so powerful. And, you know, all the people that help you get here, you can look at them and go, it wasn't the most pleasant all the time, but yet they had a role to play too. You know, they <laughs> there, had a role. There was this meme on Facebook. I love this. Uh, it's got this, this lady who's sitting in the middle of this meadow and she's lotus position and, and her hands are pinched together and she's, meditating is like oh yes this is what enlightenment this is what the world thinks enlightenment is <laughs> and then underneath it it has this lady who's in a straight jacket going i'm losing my mind uh, that's what enlightenment feels like <laughs> yes, yes much of the time eventually you get to the lotus position and the peacefulness but there's there's some stuff to go through before you get oh, there oh yeah this is not a journey for the timid. <laughs> no, strong people go here. Bold people go here. Survivors go here. Yeah, and when, you, when you're hurting enough and you really want to change that, you go. You say, yeah. all right, there's got to be something better. You know, you have different choices, but I always chose, all right, I gotta just, I've just got to learn to like who I am because I never did. So owning your divine light was like such a door opener for me because people would come in and tell me their stories and I got to open myself up in a whole new way, just like what you're doing in this show, which is so amazing to meet people from everywhere with their amazing gifts that you get to share with the world because you yes. know this is another I, I'm so blessed every week when I sit down to do one of these interviews. It's just incredible. It is. And, you know, I, I've done three seasons on my show. I do it a little different. We call it it's sort of like a summit where you have, I have about 24 speakers on it. First one, I did 30. I said that was a little much. but That is that. a little much. My, my most recent summit had like 33. <sighs> and it's like, nah, maybe not so many. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So I, I, the last two were 24. And it was wonderful. And, you know, you get to make friends from all over the world. You don't know how generous these people are. You look at them, the, the experts in quotes. But all people are so generous. And they're very humble. And they're very loving. And I've learned to love myself enough to open to that and to be part of that, like you and I have. Yeah. And then I, when I share that with my clients, it's so powerful to help them see that in themselves. It's, okay, you know, we all, we're all the same. We really are. Yeah, we're all exactly. each other. We, I am you, you are me. Let, let's, let's land the plane a little bit here for some people. Okay, yeah. because this all sounds wonderful and utopic, but what does it really mean on a day-to-day -day basis in the physical realm when you're picking up the kids and dropping them at school and getting gotcha. the dinner? And how does owning your divine light change the flavor of the day-to-day -day stuff that we do in our lives? Yeah, well, it's, good. it's a good question, and it's perfect about you know, you giving yourself time to just even be quiet and be still just small moments of stillness is so powerful. Um, when you're yeah, willing give me an example of how a small moment of powerfulness changed the quiet changed things for you. If I were following you around with a video camera, what uh -huh. would I have seen before this moment? And what would I have seen after this moment? Well, I read and read and read till I had so much information that I was, you know, soaking all that up and understanding what this was all about. And then I started getting the understandings. And then I realized it was important to be quiet and, and meditate, do the quiet moments like that, or just go out for a walk. Mm -hmm. You know, give myself that moment, which I never used to do when I was a mom stuck in the mom level, because I didn't do that till a little later after all that was done, because you are in this rush 
this huge rush of helping and being the mom and you know we it's all about out there and we forget ourselves and I was yes. not happy when I was forgetting myself I can honestly say I felt like a a little bit like um, a slave or whatever you want to call it but I, I did my archetype I was in my healing school and I had the archetypes of um, it was the archetypes of um, oh my goodness I lost your name now anyway she, oh um, Mace Carolyn Mace Carolyn Mace yes uh, Carolyn yeah and so I did my wheel and for family I was the prostitute and I was so mm. shocked because oh my goodness I was giving it all away yes. and I wasn't taking anything from myself so when I went to healing school, that was my gift to me. I really decided that was my gift. And, and then when I realized that it's not just that moment, I have to do it every day. I have to take the time to be quiet and to do the work. I would sit and write. I would journal all the time. When I was in 12 Steps, I, had, I must have had 20 journals. I journaled all the time. Because it's so important to journal and to get it out. Now, I don't journal as much, but I do meditate and I do write certain things that come up. I mean, whenever I have a question, I'll sit in quiet because my mind is clear. And yes. it helps other people to do that, too. I think that that's one of my biggest things. That yeah, I, I, I have a client who, you know, after a little encouraging, she decided, okay, I can carve out five minutes in the morning, I can set my alarm five minutes earlier before the kids get up, before the husband comes up to have my quiet time. And she has expanded that now to like 30 minutes. <laughs> she says, because the payoff is so tremendous. Because before I would get up, I would hit the ground running and I would just compulsively do, 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 do all day, whatever the next thing that came up was without any real prioritization I was running from fire to fire when I gave myself the five minutes I was able to see what was important to do and what could be left undone and that five minutes gets me an hour and a half or more over the course of the day that's true I you know I, I, I learned the same thing so you put it into the perfect words because I knew when I was taking that even if I sat outside and you don't have to meditate just sit in nature just sit on your deck go for a walk just to give yourself that time something yeah, and, and let the mind kind of wind down right yes. because give yeah. it the quiet because you you can't think clearly when your mind is full of all the scrambles of the day mm -hmm. and it's just it's so powerful for me and um I know when I'm really overwhelmed, I have to have quiet. I have to just yeah. go into quiet. It's either reading or meditation or something that gives me joy. Yeah. I bring myself joy and that's I bring beautiful. myself that honoring of my time for me. Yes. And that's what you, you were saying, the same kind so, of thing. So, so lovely. So I believe you brought a guest, uh, gift with you for the listeners. I did. I did. And, you know, I love to help people, as you say, own your divine light which is my perfect name. And I love, if you want to learn how to own your divine light, I'd love to offer you a vision call with me. And if you are curious about how to discover your soul purpose through a soul mapping reading or soul purpose reading, then I'm available to support you in exploring that option as well. Mm -hmm. So it's a 30-minute call, and I would love you to, you know, if you're, will, if you're interested in doing a deeper dive on yourself, the vision call is very powerful in, in itself. And if you want to do the next level, it just, as, as we know, it just teaches you so much about yourself and where have you, where have you been on your journey, where you are on your journey. What, have, what are the challenges that have gotten me to this, through this? And what did I learn from those challenges? And what are these talents that we take for granted that we don't always um, think it's special? We yes. all have gifts that are special, and we don't always recognize it. So this is what this soul purpose mapping uh, does for you. And, and then it ultimately helps you achieve the goals that you might have been putting off that you and it's, think it's aren't so important. it's so beautiful because, you know, the stuff you're really gifted at, it's like a fish in water. The fish, is, mm -hmm. the water mm -hmm. just is, right? Exactly. It doesn't realize. And so when you have a reading like this, it's like, oh, look, water. Yeah. <laughs> well, what can I do with that? Yes, and I people are so like validated, they're relieved, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I've had clients say, no one's ever really truly seen me. Exactly. Yes. You get to see who you are. You get to see yourself and all your truth. And there's you get to see the shadow and the light because we get to show you both. 
And then you get to see, yeah. well, how much have I overcome of that and how much have I not? Well, and, and how much of it do I need to overcome? A lot exactly. of times the shadow serves us as much as the light serves us. Absolutely. But we've been taught that, oh, well, that can't be good. Selfishness is bad, right? That's one that comes to mind. No. Extreme selfishness to the exclusion of all things. Yeah, that's a problem. But you need a certain amount of selfishness to live a healthy, balanced life because if you don't set time aside for yourself, exactly, you don't care for yourself, which the world will frequently call you selfish when you do that, um, you can't fill anybody else's cup. You eventually go empty and you implode and you blow away. Yeah, and that's exactly what I say. If I can't fill my own cup, I can't help anyone else. So it's very important to do that. So that's what these readings do. The call will help you as well. That's beautiful. And if you're interested in connecting with Janet for one of these readings, and I highly recommend you get one. (laughs) Everyone who's a client of mine gets one, whether they requested it or not. So this is how important I think these are. Uh, are. Go go to SovereignSelf.media. And she will be up at the top of those speaker gifts because this is the most recent uh, interview coming out. And you can reach out to her for that vision call and you can commit to a, a complete reading if you feel called to that. Thank you so much for being with us today, Janet. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed this. Thank you so much, Sophia. And can I, can I just uh, promote my book real quickly? Sure. What's your book? My book, well, it's, it's a combination co-authoring book called Women Let's Rise. Ooh. And it's, it's coming out in publication. Uh, it's uh, um, October 11th on Amazon. So it's an amazing uh, conglomeration of 20 women of all generations from all corners of the world who have uh, provide invaluable words of wisdom to encourage self-leadership. And it's helped them to affect positive change in their lives. And it's, it's wonderful stories of all the things kind of like what we're talking about more beautiful beautiful so yes go out on amazon pre-order your women let's rise thank you so much for being with me today janet and thank you to all of you who've joined us today out there in listener land uh i do this for you yeah and i've i want to see you Become the most that you can be to enjoy freedom, to enjoy peace, to enjoy release from the suffering and the stuff that frequently goes on in our day-to-day world, and to really, truly connect into the highest self that you can be. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your stories of successes, your frustrations, what is the thing you haven't been able to overcome. I specialize in things people haven't been able to overcome. (laughs) Other people you'd like to hear me talk to, interviews you'd like to see me do, uh, complaints, compliments, we take them all. Uh, Send a quick little email to askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co because I love to hear from you, whatever it is you want to say. I would love to hear it. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here.